Yes. The Call Center Podcast, episode 41. Myself, Liam, a.k.a. ACG Lee, or Lee from the Winner's Circle. Believe and achieve, and you could be just like me. <laughs> a.k.a. <laughs> the Broke Baller. Being broke is a winner's game. Balling is for losers. Splash. And I have a fellow loser with me. Yeah. Despite winning across multiple social media platforms. He has a first name and a last name. It's the man, the myth, Kai Galligan. What's going on, bro? What's happening? It's Kai Galligan. You know the drill. You know the motto. Adapt or perish. I'm out here. I'm local. It's a pleasure. What are you saying? ACG Lee, what's good? I'm good, man. I'm out here. All conditions, gear. Um, yeah. Feeling good. I like your little sayings as well. They're definitely like for winners. You know what I'm saying? Adapt or perish. Achievements or results. Yeah. Winners mentality. All day, every day. Even though we take losses. We take losses, but like I said, we take losses, but we don't show them. Only... (laughs) (laughs) Strict fakery. (laughs) Last week, uh, we, we obviously spoke about uh, wins and losses and stuff. Um, and the one quote-unquote loss that I think we both can kind of speak on, um, which is kind of, I guess, close to a lot of people's hearts as well, is not having a father. You know, our mm. home's growing up, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I guess it's something that a lot of people sort of like take very, very, very many different ways, sorry. Um, and I'm sure that like me and you may have some varied opinions on that as well. I mean, the first thing I kind of like get into would be, you know, over the years, yeah, as you've developed as a person, and as you've got to the age that you're at now, um, how have you felt about not having a father in your household when you were sort of growing up? And has your sort of like mood or like mentality towards that changed as you've got older? Yeah, so I think when I was um, younger... I didn't really think about these kind of things. And because of that, I felt like it didn't matter. It, it just was what it was. You deal with what you deal with, whatever in it. Mm-hmm. I've always kind of had that feeling. Um, and as I've got older, I've realized how much not having a dad, like whether it's uh, maybe you grow up in a household with a dad local, like he's living with you, um or even just to have a dad that you're close to Mm -hmm. whatever the scenario is if you're not close to your dad um and that's me speaking as a man and a boy obviously growing up i think it definitely has an impact on you 100 percent. and i think when i like it wasn't i only really started to think about that and realize how much that actually uh, impacts you only maybe a few years ago up until that point before I just thought well you just dealt with the cards you dealt with you crack on and you just do what you do and you don't know what you're missing kind of thing yeah and I think yeah and I think now like I've analyzed it a bit more Mm -hmm. um and being a dad myself Mm -hmm. I've kind of seen as my son's got older kind of how important that role is as a dad um, and the, the kind of lessons and, and the kind of guidance and the balance that you can provide to your children uh, because it is an important balance. I think, yeah, when you're growing up, there's a, you know, you've got a mom and a dad, mm-hmm. right? Now, in a lot of situations where the mom and the dad split up, in society, you're going to end up with, the mom you're going to live with the mom you're going to grow up with the mom if your mom and dad split up that's just kind of the way it is right mm-hmm. so i think that can lead to a lot of different types of scenarios whether it be your dad you see your dad every week you see your dad every couple weeks maybe you see your dad once in a blue moon and i think that not being close to your dad um 
definitely has an impact on you growing up. And I think that can lead to problems uh, that kind of manifest later in life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they come about and they show when you kind of get into maybe relationships or you try and go through life and you have certain problems and you don't even know what the root is. And a lot of the time it's as simple as going back to that basic instinct of needing a dad, needing a mum, needing both. Mm-hmm. Because I don't believe that, listen, like you, you can grow up with your mum, right? And your mum can do everything that she does. Mm-hmm. And that's brilliant. But I don't think a mum can do the role of a dad. And the same way a dad can't do the role of a mum. Right. Two different people. Uh, two different roles mm-hmm. and that uh, and i believe that um women generally speaking and men are different 100 percent, right mm-hmm. and generally speaking women provide uh, a feminine energy and men provide a masculine energy generally speaking and i think when you don't have two opposing sides that's where something could be missing and it's only later in life you kind of maybe realize certain things that you've missed out on or it might take certain things to go wrong for you to kind of realize raw like why am i like this or yeah why why are these these things happening or what's going on mm-hmm. And when you kind of self-reflect and you realize, okay, maybe I'm like this because of X, Y, for example, my dad wasn't there or mm-hmm. whatever, then you kind of start to think, oh shit, actually, maybe this does actually play a bigger role than maybe I thought. Because yeah. when you grow up, you're a kid, you just you don't even know what's going on. You're just fucking just going through life, innit? Yeah. And then you hit adulthood and then you're just like, oh, fucking hell. Like there's all these extra, <laughs> <laughs> all this extra shit I've got to deal with. Okay, fucking hell. <laughs> and it takes a few years for you to actually then take the time to actually analyze and think, well, hang on, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And it's only then that maybe you might self-reflect and realize, oh shit, like maybe m- m- the way I grew up and the circumstances I grew up in are manifesting and playing a role in the way I act to this day. 100%. Yeah, no, mate, I agree. I think that... um the first thing I kind of took from what you said with regards to like the two different energies and whatever is when you're kind of growing up without one parent, I mean, in our case, you're growing up without a father, you're automatically growing with an imbalance. Mm. Um, you need both energies, I guess, to kind of balance you out. You, you need, like you said, the feminine. So you may need sort of like an emotive sort of emphatic side from the mother. Um, and that's been me being very general here. Yeah. And then from a male perspective, you might need a bit more of a logical kind of, obviously just a masculine sort of perspective on things. Um, and as a man, obviously, and as a boy, sorry, you need to kind of be taught certain ways. And no matter how much effort your mum puts in, it's never going to amount to what a guy can teach you because the guy has obviously been through that prior. Yeah. And it's just little things. Um, and like you're saying, it could be like the way in which you, you deal with relationships. Um, whether even sexual advice or actual like love and sort of like actual proper emotional relationship advice. Yeah. It's difficult going into those scenarios in a relationship or whatever, or whatever you're doing with women, having to go back to a woman to kind of like get the advice from her. You're finding yourself in situations where like you're arguing or you find yourself in situations where yeah. things turn pear-shaped. And you don't have that sort of like logical figurehead in your corner to kind of like sit you down and sort of calm things down a little bit. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the time, speaking from personal um, perspective, you're kind of all over the place a little bit. You're kind of like lost a little bit when you're found in like certain conflicting scenarios. Um, yeah, I've been there, yeah. 100%. And it's just really little simple things as well to really simplify it and, and make it maybe a bit more sort of visual you want to be playing football 
with someone. You want to be like taken out to the park at a young age and taught how to like kick a ball around or throw a ball around and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, um, there's plenty of mothers that do an amazing job and like make huge efforts in which to do that. Yeah, shout again, out to them. 100%. But again, sorry to say, but sort of like maybe from like a physical perspective or like from even an interest perspective, I don't think that like, well, my mom in particular doesn't want to be outside for two hours running around, kicking a ball around and playing in gold, all this kind yeah. of stuff. Like it's, yeah, just not, yeah. it's just not happening. Do you know what I mean? So I, for one, was left to be raised sort of like by the environment which I grew up in, mm -hmm. I found, um, which again, isn't anyone's fault, I guess, to a degree, but there's almost a bit of neglect there yeah, in a sense. Because I'm I'm a man, so I'm into football, different sports, even combat stuff like boxing, wrestling, all this kind of stuff, like quote-unquote masculine stuff. Yeah. I want to go to the gym. I want to build up my physique and all these kind of things. My mother doesn't have the mentality in which to, or the capabilities in which to kind of like harbor that. So you're, meant to, you're made to kind of go outside and learn these things almost on the fly. Or you're putting the responsibility of like an older person in the area because again, I'm the oldest sibling in my household, so it's not like I had an older brother as well. Do yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. So it's like you're kind of made and pushed to kind of just deal with it outside and learn how to do this outside, learn how to play football, learn how to do all these things outside. Yeah. <laughs> so you're almost taking another family, another complete different family's teachings into like your into your world and it's not only a family's teachings but it's another person's insecurities as well because mm -hmm. you're now dealing with a community of people who are also from single parent childhoods or also from like maybe debt ridden poverty ridden even like working class sort of like backgrounds all in this one big melting pot and we're all kind of just learning off of each other all trying to impress each other yeah um, all doing the things that like makes us look cool and makes us like garner some sort of like false respect and you're making huge mistakes meanwhile you could do with just having that sort of figurehead that sometimes that stability in the household mother and father someone else to kind of like look up to and someone else to be like no i don't need to like choose this path out here which so and so is teaching me who happens to be like a year or so older than me i've got a father who is sort of like teaching me the path that I'm going to go on next and like kind of giving me career advice and relationship advice and just like, even just like, again, just being a man yeah. in an urban city, just that advice alone is priceless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. I think the bottom line is like men, men and women are different and they have their own uh, different kind of interests um, and ways about, just approaching life mm -hmm. and I think when you don't have someone to look up to that you can relate to because they are the same gender as you mm -hmm. it can get difficult yeah because I know even with my like let's say with my own son mm -hmm. there's things that he's so interested in right mm -hmm. he loves it like and I and like me as he gets older I can see myself in him and I know exactly where he's at I know how it felt to be his age. Right. Right. I know what it's like to be a boy at his age. And he's so into X, Y, and Z. Right. Mm -hmm. For example, my son, like he'll, he'll be into like Pokemon mm -hmm. and he'll be heavy on the Pokemon thing. And I, when I grew up, I fucking loved Pokemon. And to this day, I love Pokemon. Right. So it's like, he can talk to me in depth about these kind of situations and these kind of things that he's really into. Mm -hmm. and it's like a nurturing conversation and we can bond over that. Whereas I know like if he tried to speak to his mom about that, she like, she provides so much, but in that kind of scenario, she don't give a fuck about Pokemon. She like, she don't, she don't give two shits about it. So she would either have to like try and try and understand it from his perspective but she could never pr probably really get it because she never that was never her thing and she doesn't know what it's, it's like to be in that scenario where you're so into something specific there's only so much she can do in it 
yeah. Um, even with the gaming thing, he's heavy into the gaming thing. He loves playing games, Fortnite, Gears of War, whatever mm. it might be, yeah? And we can bond over that. And I know what it's like to be in that scenario and like love the games in it. Yeah. And we can, we we can bond over that. And I think sometimes when you, when you, when you don't have that, um, you're kind of just left to your own devices in it. Like you kind of touched on a little bit, like a little bit of negligence. You kind of have to just let them just kind of just do their thing. Cause I don't really, I don't really get it. Yeah. So just kind of crack on son, like do your thing in it. Yeah. 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 And like, they haven't got anyone really to like, connect with over that thing so you just you just leave them to it whereas i get enjoyment um out of bonding over them kind of things like sports going out getting our fucking hands and knees dirty playing football together or just going out on the scooters whatever it might be bruv yeah just, yeah, just yeah, yeah boy shit in it yeah um i think particularly like I'm speaking as uh, a boy growing up and as a man and, and a father, I think it's important to have that bond. Cause I, cause this, the types of stuff that I do with my son, I think to myself, wow, like if I did this stuff with my dad, like I would have thought this would have been fucking amazing. Yeah. To bond over my dad with these kind of things. And for my dad to kind of have these kind of conversations about stuff I'm really into, mm-hmm. I would have loved that growing up. Mm-hmm. So I think me being a father now, I can kind of, I, I kind of learn from what it's like to be a young boy. Yeah. And then I can kind of see my son and like, just provide that basically. And just have that close bond. Cause I think it's important. I think it's important to have that close bond with your father. And I think we, sp- I've, I've spoken a lot about being a boy growing up and needing your dad. But I think it's equally important that uh, um, young girls need their dad as well. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah I think yeah. it's just as important for young girls to be close to their dad as well. Because mm-hmm. equally, you still need that balance. 100%. Yes. Growing up as a girl and maybe you just have your mum. Great. You're going to get part of the equation. Mm-hmm. But in an ideal scenario, I think in a household... You're going to want a mum and a dad providing two sides of things. Yeah. Because I know a lot of women that I've maybe I've dated, got into relationships with, spoken to. And I always, I don't know, like I like to analyze a lot of shit in it. Mm-hmm. And I always try and analyze every scenario that I'm into, whether it's like I'm dating a woman, I'm in a relationship with uh, a woman or whatever in it, my friends, people are always trying to analyze like what, what's going on here? What's their scenario with their, their parents and some of the women that I've dated and got into relationships with, some of them have had really like toxic or poor relationship with their father. Right. And I've seen what that can lead to. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. No, hundred percent. And on the flip side of that as well, I've seen how women that have really good relationships with their dads are so much more, in my opinion, like a lot more kind of stable or don't really fly off the handle or like they have a bit more emotional intelligence, I think. Um, in a lot of, in a lot of ways. And yeah. I'm not putting, I'm not putting mothers down. Or I'm not putting like women down and stuff and saying that like, it's just literally like black and white because sometimes there's a lot of men out here who are absolute. Voice men. Like, yeah. And yeah. they don't, they don't, give off any of these sort of like powerful positive traits that I'm kind of like displaying here. Yeah. Same thing with like women. There's a lot of women who are extremely strong and independent and have all of these kind of like great traits about them and leadership qualities about them as well. So yeah, it's, it's peaks and troughs in it. But I think that one thing I can say off the back of what you said is like, yeah, I think all of us need that balance within the household. Um, and it does rear its head when you kind of like get older and you start dealing with people in the real world and again relationships is is one thing but like workplaces yeah um even any other team things that you get involved in like things like football teams and like from a, oh, I don't know, from a female perspective i don't know football teams as well or netball teams or whatever you have to start to learn how to like deal with people in a group and how to deal with like authoritative figures and like your captain or your leader or your manager and stuff yeah. like that 
Um, and one thing I could say about myself is when I was growing up, I had a huge issue with authority, mm. um, a huge issue with it. And I think that like, that probably stems from the fact that like I didn't really have an authority figure within my household. Yeah. Um, when I think back on it now, like no one could really tell me anything because I felt like I was already the authority figure in my household. Yeah. And I wasn't making major decisions, but I was just through proxy of just being, I don't know, an, an older guy in my household, right? Yeah, yeah. So for me to then go out and listen to a manager in a workplace or for me to then go out and listen to someone in my neighborhood telling me what to do, it just wasn't feasible. That didn't make any sense. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, who are you <laughs> talking to? Yeah, it, just, yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it? So yeah. That's another thing as well, but we have to learn sometimes to deal with, because it's only a title at the end of the day. It doesn't mean people are like humanly better than you. Do you know what I mean? We have to learn to deal with authority. We have to learn to deal with people who have worked their ways into positions. But, And I guess be humble to like where you are. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone's growing. We spoke about that like last week, week before. We always speak about like everyone's growing. Everyone's obviously like taking steps to get to where they want to get to. Yeah. And there'll be a time, or there is a time now, where you're the authority figure, like you're a father, right? Mm. So you're an authority figure in your son's life. Um, some of us lead teams in their workplaces. Some of us, you know, like are captains of like sports teams and stuff like that. Yeah. So we have to learn, okay, what traits do I want, like the people that are kind of like within the team, what do I want them to learn from me and what do I want them to take on from me? And then yet you kind of then take on like the father role in a sense obviously you literally have a father's role but even from my perspective so i think that when i do a lot of self-reflecting to this day like i'm in my 30s to this day i don't sit here pining for my father like i'll be open and honest about that i don't sit here and i'm like oh i wish oh my life is so bad because i never had this yeah there was a period of time where like growing up where like only one or two people around my sort of area or even in my class or whatever had their fathers around and everyone else was kind of dealing with the whole single parent thing. Yeah. There was a period where like, I think our mothers and the sort of society that we were in kind of made us just feel sorry for ourselves because not having that second income in the household. So for the longest time, the mentality was I've only got one parent. So therefore I'm destined to be like, working class or I'm destined to be poor and not have money sort of thing or it means that I've got to go out and earn money at a very early age Mm. um, if I want nice things because we're not as lucky as so and so from number 39 who actually has a father so that means like she's bringing in money and he's bringing in money so those kids are set whereas we only have one bit of income coming in here so for the longest time it was almost like that father figure was just a fucking checkbook do you know what I mean? It was just a bank account. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, it's such a backwards mentality and it's such a stupid way of looking at things. And that's why there's a lot of fucking ridiculousness within those kind of environments because people mm-hmm. are making decisions based upon material or based upon unimportant factors. Do you know what I mean? But now I've got older, there's been periods where I have like reflected on things that I've been involved in or reflected on something that's just happened to me. And then like, you know, you calm down about a week or so later and you're like, I could have dealt with that differently. And then you think of it from a long-term perspective. If I would have had like that balanced advice around me, or if I would have had like an older person sort of like with me at that period, I wouldn't have made that decision. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, like I don't, I sit here today, honestly, like not, pining for it yeah like i'm not running around trying to like on facebook trying to search for my father <laughs> you know, just, like just running around where we like just like roaming the streets of london looking for my father you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> at this point i've built up so much resilience and built up so much of a to be honest so much of a defense mechanism if i'm being really honest uh. that like it's almost like i'm kind of just my own entity now yeah and i kind of just want to it'll feel weird now bringing in like an authority figure into my life now you know what i'm saying it'll be like what's all this yeah about? yeah you know what i mean so so yeah i mean i guess i'll ask that question back to you though do, do you feel like you 
you've kind of touched on it already, but like, do you feel like you miss your your father? Would you like to make a met? Like, you've not fallen out of him or anything, but would you like yeah. to kind of like, boom, your father knocks on your door tomorrow, backing your like every single day, like you're just rolling with your with your father, like you know, how yeah. would that feel? What's your thoughts on that? I think that I think that would feel good. I'd like that. Um, like, I'm not like my I'm not close to my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's always kind of he's always been in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always known him. I've always had contact with him, um, but I've just never been close with him. Um, but I feel like it's and I guess me being a dad now the responsibility I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like the responsibility, it does fall on the dad really mm-hmm. to be the one to make sure that that connection is, is good. Like, for example, like with my son, yeah, if things were never like good um, and we weren't close, I I would feel responsible for that. I would take the responsibility for that regardless of what happened It'd be up to me to make sure that we're good. Our connection is strong. So like, I get it. As you get older, you kind of start to feel like, well, I'm a big man. He's a big man. So like, if we want to reach out, we reach out in it, like vice versa. And that, that's a fair point. I think, I think that's, that's valid. But the same way me being a dad, I feel like, regardless of how old I am, I don't care how old my son is. Mm-hmm. It's on me, isn't it? Like if we're going to have a close bond, yeah, it's my, it's on my shoulders to make sure that that's happening. Yeah. I don't want to ever lose, lose track of that. So I guess I can't help but feel like that. So I'm kind of, maybe I'm, you know, kind of falling into that kid mentality or role and mm-hmm. thinking, if we're going to be close, it's up to you, bruv. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I can't, I can't help but feel like that. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, cause we're not cl- like, I don't really know the ins and outs of his life. What he gets up to on a day to day. He doesn't know the, the madnesses I've been through, the mm-hmm. ups I've had, the downs I've had, the, 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 the sheer just madness, madness of life in it. He doesn't yeah. know that. So yeah. You can't help but feel a little bit like shit. Like it just means that you're not that close. Um, but I feel like what can happen is when you're uh, a kid and like uh, loads of my friends growing up didn't have their dads around. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that what happens is through looking at people I'm close to um, and just others as well, when you're not close to your dad and you grow up and um, predominantly you're, you're raised by a single mum, mm-hmm. you, you miss out on a lot of, you know, obviously what the father could bring, but you can build up a resentment. And I think Thanks. this is, this is a big issue. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, this is a massive issue. You have resentment towards your dad. Yeah. And, also, you you may have resentment towards your mum as well. Mm-hmm. And when you ask people these questions like, oh, like, do you resent your dad or do you resent your mum? The first thing they'll say, no, nah, I don't resent anyone. Like, no, nah, I don't, I, I, I don't hate my dad. I don't hate my mum, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But their actions um, suggest otherwise. And I think it takes real honesty self-awareness and self-reflection to really be honest and say, well, have you actually held resentment towards your parents? Mm-hmm. Um, because I think this is a very common thing. And I think um, when you grow up, like let's say your dad's left, you can resent your dad saying, oh, he left me. And it leads to like abandonment issues. Yeah. Right. Rejection yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. And this can manifest in other things like, later in life yeah you can't handle rejection you can't handle that abandonment mm-hmm. and that can play out in roles with let's say you grow up right and you're you're dealing with women mm-hmm. abandonment issues you might fucking you, you might stay with women that are no good for you 
out of fear of being abandoned again. Yes. You might um, not want to put yourself out there out of fear of rejection, mm-hmm. right? Because you feel like rejected by maybe your dad or your parents or whatever. So you don't put yourself out there. You don't, you don't put your best foot forward. You don't try things. You don't try things that might lead to rejection. Mm-hmm. I've seen this firsthand. And a lot of the time, I think when it really boils down to it is like, as I've got older and I've realized your mom and your dad, they got together, they, they had you. Mm-hmm. Rev, like we're all human beings, like stuff happens in it. Yeah. Shit goes down. It don't work out. And I realized that like, let's say my dad or your dad or a dad leaving and your mom and dad separating mm-hmm. and just just through society the way it is is you stay with your mom mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that your dad don't love you or he's necessarily abandoned you per se sometimes it's two people mm-hmm. a mother and a father who just ain't supposed to be together Facts. it don't work it's it's not healthy Mm-hmm. And they go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. And the, the, let's say the dad leaving isn't necessarily a flexion of he's leaving you per se. He just doesn't want to be with your mom. That's it. That's all it is. A lot of the time, most of the time, like obviously of course there's waste men guys out there that just really just don't give a fuck at all. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's other scenarios that are going to occur. But for the most part, it's not about the kids. It's more about the man and the woman in that yes. scenario. They don't work. So we're not going to be together. We're not going to raise you together. And when you can kind of understand that, I think that frees you up to forgive. And I think forgiveness is a big part of this. I think if you can then forgive your, uh, let's say your, a kid and your your dad hasn't been there. If you can forgive your dad for not being there, mm-hmm. that releases so much weight, so much baggage. Mm-hmm. If you can actually have a conversation with them ideally and actually just forgive them straight up, that frees them up and that frees them up as well. Cause they've probably got a whole load of shit that they're trying to deal with about the whole situation as well. Right. Yeah. 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 And it can even lean into your mum as well. Like, in that scenario where let's say your dad's left Mm -hmm. a lot of the time, sometimes you can build resentments towards your mum because you can kind of almost blame your mum because you, she's the potentially part of the reason your dad's left or you put that on her. And a lot of guys grow up resenting their mum because of that secret. Like they don't even really realize it. Yeah. They might have to go to therapy to like diagnose this shit. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. unravel it because they don't even realize it, but they fucking, they can't stand their mum. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes when you, all you grow up with is your mum. Mm-hmm. And then you have this sort of building resentment towards her because she's pushed you away from her far from your dad. Mm-hmm. You almost start to like a lot of the time as well, you become like what you hate. Yeah. So then it's almost like your mum's spirit is living through you. And then the more you resent her, the more you become like her. And she might, you know, have her own issues. She might be angry as well at the fact that your mum and dad broke up and it didn't work out. She might have her own anger. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that might, you might take that on. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think a lot of men in this world are angry. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of people in general are angry at the world. And I think sometimes a simple answer is just looking to the basics, your parents and forgiveness. A lot of the time is the answer. If you can just forgive your parents for your mistakes, because at the end of the day, as you get older and you realize, and if you have kids, you realize people are just fucking human beings that just make mistakes. Yeah. No one's perfect. No, there's no guidebook to this. We all just, we'll just go in. We're all winging it. Yeah, you know what I'm are. saying? We're all winging it. So I think that's why you see a lot of people angry at the world and that manifests into all sorts of stuff. People doing crime, mm-hmm. people being aggressive, 
people just being angry. And I think a lot of sometimes a lot of people associate anger with masculinity, but I don't think that's true. I don't think anger is a masculine trait at all. Nope. Not at all. Um, and I, I don't think anyone has, I don't, I don't think anyone ideally should be angry. Obviously we're going to be, but I think anger is something that you have inside you. And it's only the scenarios that you come through in life that bring that anger out. Like they bring it out. I don't think scenarios necessarily make you angry. It's more so something that you carry with you. And then if you ain't got rid of it, if you ain't resolved it through forgiveness, in my opinion, it will come out. It will spill out. Um, and that's how you can get to madness. Is people end up duppying people. You end up in prison. All sorts, bruv. Crime rate through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think a lot of these people, they're committing crimes before they get to the, the self-reflection stage of their life. Because we all get to it at certain stages, but sometimes later than others. Yeah, um, and a lot of these people, out of anger and out of sheer emotion, um, go out there and commit said like heinous crime, Brav. and end up in jail for twenty five years or whatever. And then, like a quarter through that sentence, they go through therapy within the jail system and stuff, and then they realize that like fuck, I've just thrown my whole life away because I felt this resentment towards my father, or I felt this yeah. resentment towards my mother, or whatever. Yeah, it's just nuts. Um, Everything you just said there was just like poignant in my opinion. Like, and I can relate to a lot of it. I can relate to a lot of it in, in a sense of like a lot of misguided sort of like aggression and anger that I had growing up when I was in my late teens, early twenties. Um, like I was saying to you earlier, like my attitude towards authority and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and just sort of lashing out at things, not even sometimes physically, but just verbally or just like, just through attitude, like mentally just switching off from a lot of things. It is based upon misguided emotion. It's based upon like everything coming to the forefront and everything just like not, not nothing's being like sat on for a little while and thought about. Everything is yeah. just like I act on what I feel right now. Like I'm not dealing with no emotions. Exactly. You know yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not sort of like the way in which to live life. You made some really good points about the resentment to both parents as well. Yeah. And like again, I want to say, and I, I can't say I've ever thought that. I want to say that, like throughout my whole life, I've never felt like, oh, I need my my father. I need I need a, a dad. Obviously, like mm-hmm. again, in the utopia and in a sort of like self reflective way, we we need both parents. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah, plain and simple. Um, but I never at one point ever stopped and thought to myself that I need a father. But I can definitely mm-hmm. relate to the fact that like. When I look at it now, and that was, this is almost like a therapy session, you speaking how you were just speaking. Yeah. My, any sort of like things or problems that I had with my mom, or like if I had like some sort of like anger towards her, or if like sometimes it's just the annoyance of it all. Yeah. You do think to yourself, yeah, a lot of it is born out of sort of resentment or not wanting to take on that person's traits because that's the person that raised you. Yeah. But they don't look, they're not you. It's a woman, it's not a man, it's, right? It's different, yeah. It's completely different. So then, like, you're trying so hard to defend yourself from taking on that person's, like, mannerisms and stuff. Yeah. That you begin to turn against that person. You rebel against you it. You rebel against it completely. Yeah. And you just become a complete, you you put on a whole new sort of, like, defense, a whole new sort of, like, character and a whole new shield of armor. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a weird one. I think that, like, again another point made was the older you get you realize whose responsibility is to be in whoever's life right and so Mm. the fact that you said like your son your responsibility yeah you know he can live anywhere in the world you're going to like have a dominant effect in his life like you're going to be in his life as much as possible and 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 it's as simple as that and i do think that it is our. It was our father. It still is our father's responsibilities in which to reach out to us and want to be in our lives on a regular basis. Yeah, I do think there's a generation difference as well. I just think at that particular time, in like the late '80s, early '90s, mm. I think that again, without social media, without Facebook, without all these ways in which to communicate with people, I think the lines of communications were closed a lot more. And I think there's yeah. a lot more sort of like stigma and taboo as well on like 
men and women getting together, having children without getting married. Yeah. And I think guys probably want to go down the pub or go to like different raves and stuff and just do their own thing. Right. And I think like they were like having unprotected sex with women. Cause even like the promotion, I think of like sexual health and condoms and that at that time probably wasn't as like rife as it is now as yeah. well. Having children that they didn't really want trying to make a goal of the relationship for six months to a year and just fucking off essentially. You yeah. know what I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds harsh, but that's just how that's it is. The reality. Right? Yeah, no. And then like, yeah, you're just a child and you're just like living through life. Now, one thing that you didn't say, but I think you were kind of like, you're kind of like touching on it. Mm. A lot of the time, and I think back on, on this a lot now, a lot of the time our fathers could have wanted to have an active role in our lives. For yeah. all we know. They could have been saying the right things and they could have wanted an active role. It could have been our, we would, we would have been too young to realize, but it could have been our yeah. mother's emotions and our mother's resentment towards the father and aggression and anger. Yeah. We could have almost been used as a pawn. If yeah. you're not going to be with me in the relationship, then you're not seeing your son. And as a man or as a human being, you're only going to get told no a certain amount of times or you're going to, you're only going to get met with like these sort of like ulterior motives a certain amount of times before you actually just kind of give up. And was like, yeah. okay, well, I really did try. Um, I guess you're going to have to just raise him on your own. I don't want to force a, a relationship with you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's harsh to speak about this, like, because we're speaking about potentially speaking about our mothers and stuff like that. And it's quite hard, but I think again, you've got to get older and realize that we've actually been in these scenarios as men now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, you might get into a situation where like someone could maybe have a child or like be pregnant or whatever, whatever, or even just like relationships in general. And people give you ulterior motives in which to stick with them and stay with them. And yeah. you don't necessarily want to, but you don't want to be a bad person mm -hmm. and be rejective. You're trying to do the right thing. You're saying all of the right things. You want to remain as friends even as well. You want to do as much as you can to make this like pass as peacefully as possible. But the woman, the other person in this scenario, is dealing with emotions, misplaced emotions, and they're just not letting it go. Yeah. And unfortunately, you then have to like close lines of communication. Unfortunately, you may have to act out of anger yourself. You have to react. I mean, that's where you get, again, the two clashing energies. Um, and it didn't have to be like that in the first place because one person was actually on vibes and one person was just coming with like a nice, <laughs> a nice positive energy. You know what yeah. I mean? So again, I can reflect now and I can look at like sort of like some of my mum's traits, even the way in which, which she is towards me. Yeah. Or like I've seen her in different scenarios with just different people altogether, family members or like whatever, friends. And you think, hmm, I wonder if my dad may have been met with a bit of aggression, a bit of emotion back then. Yeah, and this is yeah. why like they didn't work out. And this is why like, he's not in my life now because a lot of blockers were put in place probably. Do you know of, what I mean? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. And I think sometimes as well, when you're, especially like, let's say in, in, a, in a scenario where you're, you're, let's say you're just raised by your mum. Mm -hmm. Until you maybe, get older or you kind of start to change the way you think you mm. might you kind of almost sometimes look at your mom as like she's the only one that's been there for me she's raised me so I can't think of her in any other way than just like a saint and like she's she's done everything she can for me yeah. how dare I kind of think well maybe there was two sides to this or maybe she 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 could have she could have been a fucking nightmare at times. I'm yeah, sure yeah. she probably could have, right? Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't love her as um any I don't mean I, I don't love her, you know, any different the same way. Mm -hmm. But it's the reality. And when you get into these scenarios and you get into relationship situations or whatever's happening and you see the way that people can act, we're all human beings. What's to say our parents weren't acting like this. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like sometimes when you're raised by your mom predominantly, mm -hmm. I think there can also be, uh, uh, there's the resentment side of things, but there can also be a fear as well. Yeah. You can have a fear towards your mom. Yeah. 
And it's not a fear of like you're shook, like physically, because obviously as you, you turn into a teenager, you know that physically she can't slap you and beat you up. But it's a mental thing, isn't it? You get me? Yeah. <laughs> you get me? Like she can't box man up, but yeah. me- mentally you might be afraid, innit? Afraid to hurt her. Yeah. Afraid to yeah. hurt her feelings. Afraid to go against her. Yes. Afraid to tell her the truth. Yes. And again, this ties into that, that forgiveness. It's like, you just got to be, be able to be real. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you have these things like fear and resentment towards, uh, like for example, your mum, it just it leads it leads to messy scenarios and guys deal with it in different ways. Yeah. Um and, and, and girls as well, but like speaking from a guy's perspective, I know that some guys deal with it in a way of being like they just they literally like become their mum. They literally take on their mum's mannerisms, their body language, the way they move their hands, the way they talk the words and vocabulary that they use, the the, the tone, they yeah. literally become their mum. Yeah, yeah. Right? And they can become ultra feminized and they might be a little bit soft mm-hmm. and, and they might even be a little bit sensitive to the world, innit? Mm-hmm. And then they go out and they grow up and then it's like, boom, life hits you. Yeah. And it's trying to deal with that. And it's like, oh shit. And then you get the other other side of things sometimes where, they maybe rebel against it, mm-hmm. but then sometimes they, they, they try and like, they put on this, this fake masculine image. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. They try and be ultra masculine, but because they haven't had a real actual masculine role model mm-hmm. growing up, they don't really know what to do with it. So then they start talking a little bit more deeper and aggressive for no, they start changing up their voice. Yeah. They put on a fake voice. Yep. They start yep. like acting and start trying to be aggressive when they're not really, there's no real need for it or they're not really even really like that. Mm-hmm. They put on this fake tough guy image. Mm-hmm. You see it a lot. Um, And as you, like you can see through it a lot of the time. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. You know what? It's like, even after, we we always use a, like a music analogy or something yeah. like whenever we're kind of um, speaking about stuff. I tend to like respect artists a lot more now who smile in their videos, mm, yeah. smile in their photos. They can be talking about whatever they want to be talking about, but they smile. They give off a friendly, approachable image. They're not trying mm-hmm. to like prove their tough guyness. They yeah. they live a life that they lead, and then it is what it is. And I find that like a lot of guys and we've had these conversations kind of like away from the podcast before yeah a lot of guys particularly from a certain kind of like group in my opinion Uh always have like a very aggressive sort of like stance and can't smile in their photos but it's not only not smiling your photos it's like the 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 aggressive tough guy look at me I'm, i'm hard kind of like yeah and it's it's so easy to see through once you get to a certain age and you look yeah. at these artists, especially when they're like younger artists than you as well. And you're like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. your life's not that bad. Like, yeah. you're earning a lot of money. You're, you're living a very good life. Like, just smile. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't need to put your middle finger up at me. Come on, man. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> but it's like all these like drill artists that are hiding behind balaclavas and masks and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of them are really, really sweet guys. Lovely blokes. It just so happens that like, well, some of them are acting in my opinion, but then some, some of them who actually are about stuff, whatever you want to say. Yeah. A lot of them are dealing with like root causes that we're discussing right now. hundred percent. Abandonment, neglect, resentment, forced emotion, like all this kind of stuff. They're going out at 15, 16 years of age. They got an enemy from a different postcode just because they grew up in a different postcode. Yeah, they stab said person. That person dies. They end up going to prison, and you then learn that like those fifteen guys that are in the video with you, dancing around with like those masks on. Yeah, they don't come and visit you when you're in your jail. Mm-mm. They don't do nothing for you. They all start to drop you. They start sleeping with the women that you were seeing. Yeah, they start living their lives. They carry on with their lives without you, 
And the only person that actually then wants to come and visit you and see you every two weeks is your mum. Yeah. And like really close family members. You're left with like about five people you can probably rely on. And you're, you know, you end up with a sentence of like 15 to 20 years. Yeah. For manslaughter or attempted murder or worse, murder. Potentially murder, yeah. And a lot of these guys, and I see a lot of them like out and about when I'm around. And if I go back to my old area or even like, you know, the environment that I live in now. Yeah. And some of them are just really like the aggression, the walk, the clothing, everything is just like really, I don't know, frightening to like wider society, right? Because again, it's, right, your, yeah. it's your, your rebellion to society. It's your shield. It's your guard that you're putting up. Even the feeling of putting a mask on your face. It's like you're masking your troubles from the world, right? Yeah. But a lot of the time, like if I'm in their way and I'm about to walk past them, more often than not, I'll just speak to them completely normal. It's yeah. not all this like slang deep in my voice talk. It's just like, excuse me, please, thank you, whatever. Yeah. And you'll instantly realize they simmer down and they bring themselves down to your level. And it's like, oh, I never realized you had that octave in your voice. <laughs> yeah. I never realized that you could do a falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're touching a b c d you know what i'm saying i just thought you were just on like complete deepness do you know what i'm saying like, but you brought yourself back you brought yourself back down you're not barry white you brought yourself down do you know what i'm saying so yeah and that's it sometimes you just need to meet people at, at a certain level and again it goes back to like i guess like parents relationships and stuff if you meet fire with fire you know oh, you're gonna get an explosion it. essentially but yeah when you kind of calm things down and you kind of like learn how to deal with people that are putting on like misplaced emotion and stuff and you start to really look at the world and you think to yourself like, yeah, this, this poor kid I'm looking at now, I'm like looking at, at yeah. these, these fearful guys, quote unquote. And I, I see it as like a poor situation. It's just like, oh, like what's, what's going on in your life? What, why is there abandonment? Like what's making you stand up here at 9 PM yeah. in the evening outside this bookie's, with 10 of your mates just doing a whole bunch of nothing like what's yeah. going on at home that you're escaping from yeah there's like, a lot there's a lot of trauma there isn't it yeah it's escapism trauma like all this stuff that we've already mentioned it's like you kind of want to just stop and speak to all of them like, like what are you guys like actually right, doing? yeah is everything all right um it's just guidance and to be honest with you if you were ever to do that you'll be met with a lot of sort of like again defensiveness at first yeah, but secretly a lot of these guys want that. Arm they're around the seeking shoulder. it. Yeah, yeah they're, they're seeking it. They want it because you know what it is as well. In society, there's not a lot of good, solid male role models. We ain't got them in the homes, mm -hmm. right? Because the dads, a lot of the dads are not there, mm -hmm. so we ain't got them in the homes. And then even when you look on in media and out there, mm -hmm. where are they at? There's not that many. And even if, because let's be, let's be honest, like what's promoted in mainstream society mm -hmm. is not masculism. It's not like men, men are not like, I don't think celebrated. Uh, masculinity is not celebrated in like mainstream television, mm -hmm. media, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I, agree. I think what was pushed from what in my humble opinion from what i've seen and what i've observed what's pushed is um there's feminism pushed mm -hmm. so there's an encouragement for women um to feel empowered mm -hmm. but part of that issue is they feel in competition with men mm -hmm. um unnecessarily but what's what's being celebrated for in terms of men what i see in the mainstream media is like for men to be fluid, bruv. Fluidity. <laughs> Fluidity, bruv. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like yeah. a man can be emotional. Like a man, no, not, not a man can be, but a man should be emotional. A man should cry. Mm -hmm. uh, a man should get in touch with his feminine side. Mm -hmm. And a man can wake up and say, look, if today I don't feel like, uh, I am a man, then I can be whatever I want to be. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm seeing, bruv. So it's like mask, and 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 when we do talk about masculinity, from what I've seen, mm -hmm. and again, I don't I don't need masculinity to be celebrated to to do my thing in it. Mm -hmm. 
I don't need the media to tell me what to do. I'll do my own thing. But I'm just saying what I see. When we talk about masculinity in the mainstream media and social media and all that, a lot of it's toxic masculinity, in air quotes, toxic masculinity and all that stuff, misogyny and all that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a load of bollocks. Yeah. They they need to tag things. They need to, like, attach themselves to, like, it's like we're talking about with the Will and Jada thing, entanglement. You need to attach things to a headline-grabbing mm. word. A headline yeah. grabbing title. Yeah. In order to like gain attention but also label things. So as soon as a man in a workplace or a man online says, My son, let's say you wrote this on your Twitter yeah. or Instagram, yeah. my son better beat everyone today at racing at sports yeah. day or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's now branded as toxic masculinity. You're being mm. toxic. That's not encouraging your son. Just because he's a man, you expect him to be stronger and faster than everybody. Um, mm. why you, that's not the way to encourage him. If he wants to sit down and like do knitting and do sewing, then that's what he should be able to do. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, A, I don't want my son to do sewing and knitting personally. <laughs> but, B, but B, no one said anything about sewing and knitting. We are just yeah. saying that we want him to win his race. We want him to be the best. It's got nothing to do with that, that, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that like, Again, a lot of the time, people always, again, want to meet that fire with fire. They want to find something to always disagree with. Um, yes. I hear it a lot on podcasts. I hear it, everyone wants to be like contrarian. Everyone wants to disagree with each other. Yeah. Um, no one could just let someone get their opinion off. And even if you do potentially disagree with it, maybe sit on it for a day or two. It's okay. Do you know what I mean? We, like, don't, we don't have to agree. Yeah. And just because we don't doesn't mean it has to be a clash. Yeah. And I don't have to come with the same explosiveness um that you enthusiasm that you've had for it i don't have to match that against it yeah it's okay for you to think how you want to think do you know what i'm saying yeah 100 percent. one thing that i feel just a bit like again like catapult of what you were saying like one thing or even two things that i think tv and media are pushing now yeah a lot are first of all every single show has to have a homosexual male character in it now. Without a Every fail. single Without a fail. show. Whether it's um, reality, uh, TV shows. Yeah. Films even. Like films yeah. that have had long-standing uh, certain characteristics of certain characters have now been adapted. Yeah, like Marvel, all these different... Yeah, yeah, yeah everything. Uh, not that I have a problem with it, but my... my why? Yeah. My issue... Issue may be the wrong word, but my thing is... Is this actually reflective of society? Yes, wow. I'm aware that like one or two of my colleagues may be maybe homosexual or like my neighbours or like whatever, right? I understand that. I understand it. But is it actually reflective of society that like in every single household, on every single street, so in EastEnders, in this particular street, there's going to be one or two gay guys and then, or, you know, gay women or whatever yeah it's like it's not realistic it's like you're trying to push this agenda i know you're trying to do the equality thing and i understand that yeah it's like this agenda is being pushed and it's almost being like again the, the scale is now being tipped in the other yeah. direction and yeah. it's becoming unrealistic and the second thing that they're doing and they're pushing too much as well and i'm a product of this so you can see that i'm not coming here for on any form of like hate speech or whatever but interracial relationships, again, at a very yeah. unrealistic rate. Yes. Yeah, every no, I agree with that as advert, well. Every advert that I watch, oh I'm watching the Thomas God. Cook advert. Um, I think Thomas Cook got, like, closed down. But I'm watching, like, a, a holiday. R.I.P., bro. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. to Thomas Cook. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of good time. Um, <laughs> I'm watching, like, a, 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 I don't know, a Butlins advert or a holiday yeah. advert. It's, like, black or, like, Asian mother white male mixed race kids blah blah and doesn't it feel so forced it's just so forced and then the mixed race son it's that son and daughter the mixed race son is wearing pink and potentially has like feminine traits to him the what the 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 mixed race girl is the one that's kicking the football and she's wearing like a baseball cap and she looks masculine it's just like what are you trying so forced yeah man what are you trying to do and you can just tell like the black 
woman and the white guy wouldn't meet each other yeah. in a million Sundays. Yeah, that's true. They would not meet each other in a million Sundays <laughs> and hear off and have two children and be married. It's not happening. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like they cast the most stupidest stereotypes of both genders and cultures. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So, again, that's the two things that I feel as if media are like pushing on us. And it's dangerous in a sense, bringing it back to what we're kind of talking about at the surface. If you haven't got like a kind of base and influence within your household in order to kind of give you sort of like guidance on things and people to like kind of look up to well these are the tv shows that they're feeding you with now that's all you've got yeah fucking hell so we're just like that's what you're growing up with that's what you're seeing yeah yeah blind leading a blind isn't it big time like (laughs) i i I proper feel like i I feel quite lucky that I, i grew up in a generation where there was you were able to be like a lot less PC on television. Your comedians were actual comedians and the game yeah. show hosts were a bit risky. And yeah. Men to a degree, like were the archetypal sort of like men and the yeah. women did their thing. And like, we all, we all coexisted. Do you know what I'm saying? And like money was, was around them. And, and there were differences between men, women, people, yeah whoever people of different races whatever and that was okay yeah if there was differences it doesn't mean it's a bad thing no it just is what it is it's cool yeah and it's okay to like live in that or speak about it or whatever it doesn't have to be so oh like the pc culture is it's horrible man yeah Di- difference is to be celebrated honestly yes. like, we should all want to be different do you know what i'm saying yeah like, yeah, yeah. In, in a way like i think that we want equality in certain things like whether it's pay or we go over these things so many times like we, you know pay yeah. and all this kind of stuff cool i hear that i do hear that you want to be treated relatively the same in professional scenarios and stuff yeah. like that i hear that when it actually comes down to it at the core whether we're talking about chemically biologically sexually physically we're different people and yes. that should be that should be celebrated and we should and we should cater for that. And I feel as if that's the reason as to why you know, X attracts Y and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But even speaking about it now, even us two speaking about it, it sort of like ties you up in like web and you and webs and you can almost imagine listeners listening to it and being like, Oh well, I disagree with this now because again, we're almost encouraged now to completely disagree with each other and encouraged to like completely clash with each other all the time. Yeah. And everyone with a fucking smartphone's got an opinion. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be that way in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think there's, yeah, I think we're just being encouraged to be so opinionated, but have no level of, like level-headedness or the ability to have a genuine proper discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everything needs to be a clash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, why are we clashing, bruv? Like just because we don't necessarily agree on something doesn't mean we have to have a falling out or a clash. No, you can think your thing. I can think mine. That's okay. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. Mate. On that note, let's leave people to argue with themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where can the people find you if they want to have a clash with you, mate? <laughs> you want to clash me, yeah? I'm on Instagram, Kai Galligan. Yeah, just search it. There's only one of me. You'll find me. I'm on YouTube as well, Kai Galligan, Kai Away. Find me on there. Clashing things. You can clash with me all you want. I ain't. I'm not clashing with you, bruv. I'll let you do your thing, innit? Yes, I love it. And yeah, guys, if you want to uh, clash with me, um, I would say don't bother to be honest with you because I've got a lot of misplaced emotion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'll probably lash out. Abandonment issues. <laughs> I've got loads of abandonment <laughs> issues. <laughs> Resentment. <laughs> and I'm not uh... big on self-reflection, so I'll probably just lash out. Um if you're if you're willing to get into that toxicity with me, FYI, <laughs> um, it is the broke baller underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah, DMs galore. And um, 
one of us will be controlling the call center podcast instagram yes. um, this weekend um this week we decided uh, not to put any question out because we felt as if we kind of wanted to have a bit more of a sort of deeper conversation um about the topic um of you know fatherless homes and stuff like that but yeah this has been episode 41 peace peace